G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. All right, it is Momentum. It's uh, Tim and Dez with you once again. And, you know, every week we're just so excited to be with you all around the nation, which is terrific. And thank you again to the stations taking the show each week. MomentumAustralia.org is the website. Really uh, encourage you to have a look around that after the show. Get familiar with uh, who we are, what we're about. And uh, also check out the podcast too. There's a lot of stuff in there that uh, hopefully will help you succeed in life, which is the Momentum tagline. Des, are you good this week? I am amazing this week. Amazing. <laughs> I'm really good. And uh, and thanks, Tim. I mean, you're the co-host, and I, I love what you do, and I just acknowledge that, uh, the wonderful skills you have, and it's great. But can I just remind the guys that we do have a support line for Momentum, and it's the Momentum Care Line, which is one 000 men and you know, we're so blessed to have that number. The service is provided by our friends at Caroline Connections. Um, and you can reach out to them seven days a week, 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, seven days a week, 1-800-000-636 or 1-800-000-MEN. Yeah. And, you know, the truth is we all need to have a chat, a confidential chat, an honest chat at some stage in our lives. And sometimes... That may not be with a mate because it might be too sensitive an issue. You might yeah. want to remain confidential, and that's for moments that the the momentum care line exists. That's one eight hundred triple zero six three six. And can we just say before we launch into this week's show, uh, this week's show is one of those moments. This this week's show is probably going to be a little sensitive in nature, and we're going to talk about some stuff which. Um, yeah, look, might might have some triggers in it depending on what your background is. So we just want to preface and say, just give you a heads up. It, this is an interesting topic that we're delving into. We want to acknowledge that uh, up front because it is a sensitive topic. You know, we're going to go back to some research to start us off in 2016, and there were around 5.7 million children in Australia. Difficult to know for sure, but estimates are that roughly 8% of boys and 20% of girls in Australia are sexually abused each year. Yeah, and if you put those numbers together, you could fill the MCG eight times over with children living in Australia right now who have been or will be sexually abused. Isn't that a horrific image to have in your mind? You can imagine, I mean, the cricket's been on, it's been on the MCG, and if you fill that MCG eight times, that's the number of children living in Australia right now who have been or will be sexually abused. And sadly and alarmingly, of all those instances of abuse, 90% to 95% will be committed by who? By men. And we have to be open and honest and say that that is the case. It's not good either way, but that's not a good statistic. So we're going to delve into this topic in the next half hour or so and explore some of the effects of this. We're joined back on Momentum by a good friend, Councillor and Pastor Steve Wickerman. Just for some context before we launch in, Steve has served as a moderator on a Global Survivors and Advocates Facebook group called Safe Harbour. He, since the Me Too and Church Too movements began, has developed friendships with many advocates against uh, abuse, 
all around the world and is considered by survivors and advocates as being trauma-informed. So, Steve, we are looking forward to hearing your insights on this incredibly sensitive topic. Welcome back to Momentum, mate. Yeah, thanks, Tim, and thanks, Des. And you'd think of uh, those eight MCGs, and it's it's just, it is horrific. It really is very, very sad. You know, when we when we break down that figure further, Steve, from the intro, granted it is a few years ago, but, um, you know, are there, are there sort of stats on, on how big an issue this is, can I put that in another way, perhaps? R- roughly then, how many young boys are being abused each year in Australia? Are, are there some recent stats on that? I'm not aware of any, like, recent stats, but I, I, th- I just think that the, the issue is so alarming and it's so um, – it's and historically, it's not just present tense. We're, we're starting to learn now about the, the abuse that took place 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 20 years ago, because traditionally what happens is shame buries this in men's and women's lives and uh, they they can't they can't escape from it. They, they're driven to other means to cope. And then 20, 30, 40 years later, the story might come out at such a time as this when we are able through this Me Too, Church Too kind of uh, era to come out and bring these these things to the fore. It devastates lives. I mean, I can't even imagine a young boy, you know, who's innocent, you know, being you know abused. Emotionally, physically, in every way, just d- destroys that soul. Yeah, it's it's awful, it's awful, awful. Steve, can I ask just um, just for, before we kick this off? Um, you know, when we when we come to some of our guests and we ask for for topics and suggestions and things like this, is something you brought to the table, and, and there may not be an answer to this. But can I ask, is there a reason why? At the beginning of 2023, you, you think that we need to be talking about this. Is it that things have progressively gotten worse to a point where, you know, we need to start talking about this? Or is it the fact that the Me Too and the Church Too movements in the last few years have kind of brought this to a head and highlighted this? Yeah, very much the latter. I think we are in an era now where we are able to bring these things to to authorities. We're able to discuss these things. There's less shame. There's less stigma. Um, and I, I'm not sure if the issue is any worse now than what it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I'd imagine it's probably fairly ambient, but mm. the issue is it's, it's there at all to, at all times, and if you think of one in four women, one in six men, it's an issue that – and you think of uh, sexual abuse, it harms the individual in to their core, but in so many different ways. There's so much other abuse done within the sexual abuse that mm. – devastates their lives. Uh, as mentioned in the intro, um, a lot of this abuse, and it's a sad statistic to quote, but as Des said, 90 to 95% of it will be committed by men, right? Why do you think that is predominantly? Well, a lot of the time it might be because men want to feel powerful. Uh, so there's there's that one aspect, but probably a lot of it can be, and you've got to be careful on how you say this, but a lot of it can be about men who were abused themselves and they carry that on. So there's there's two ways that uh, that sexual abuse to uh, to boys and to, to young men might play out in a person's life. For the first road is to, um, it, it repeats itself in the next generation. Uh, the other road is that it, it destroys the person's life, they take it within themselves and addiction and, and um, uh, mental health issues and those sorts of things drive the person into a into a dis- destructive uh, destructive patterns of of, li- of living because mm. we are designed to be to to need to face 
our demons. We, we all need to do that. Uh, even people who haven't been sexually abused. But those who have been sexually abused, most of all need healing, they need care, and they need the, the patience of um, kind of that trauma-informed kind of uh, uh, therapy or yeah, the help, uh, the relationships that will that will redeem them, that will help them to, to, to redeem their lives. Because it totally affects their uh, identity. It affects their self-esteem, yep. who they are, you know, what they should be proud of in their world. Yep. It affects all of those core things that make us who we are. And in many ways, they're probably, in some ways, that's a bit of a tip of the iceberg because even you start to tip into personality disorders and all those sorts of things, a PTSD, uh, dissociative dis- uh, identity disorder, those kinds of things, they happen directly out of the trauma of sexual abuse. Steve, we're going to look at, um, other forms of abuse because there are others than mm. than just sexual. But let's just stick with sexual at the moment. You said that this this is the one that hits at the core. Um, without sort of labelling the you know the top five, which is the worst and whatever. But what is it about sexual abuse particularly that is so damaging over other types of abuse? Do you think? Well, it's just so intimate. You know, I think uh, there's there's so much shame and so much. I mean, it's it, it, it levels deeper than, than than other things. I think, and particularly if we were to look at men being abused by men um, or being abused by, sexually abused by by adult women, I mean, there's a there's a, a corrosive disempowering of, of a boy uh, in, in that that is, that is just uh, horrendous. But a man abusing a boy, well, the, the, the fact is you didn't have a choice. That's mm. the abuse happened to you. You were a, you were a victim of this. You were completely disempowered. Dis, completely just disempowered. Steve, let's talk about the word abuse, right? Because I suppose it's good to get a clear definition of what that may look like, right? And now we've been talking about sexual abuse primarily up until now, but let, let's just look at the word abuse. What is the line that means someone's poor behavior? I'm talking about outside of sexual abuse here, but you know when we say like, oh, I'm in an abusive relationship, and it's not necessarily. Uh, domestic, it might be verbal or something like that. What's the line then that crosses over from someone's just had some poor behaviour or poor moments, or they've you know lost it in a moment and just gone ballistic for five minutes? Like, the, what what's the yeah. line then that trickles over and goes, no, actually that is not just poor behaviour anymore. That is now yeah. you are in abuse. Yeah. Well, there are probably two things as far as repeatability, you know, and, and particularly in bullying, you know, you need to have a. Uh, evidence of a repeatability, it's an ongoing pattern involved, and also the consequences. What does it actually do? What does it do to you? What is what are the actions themselves, and what what how, you know how consequential are they? But the other thing is, if we went to uh, a, a legal definition, and this is uh, from uh, South Australia, um, and it says that depend, and, it, and I preface it by saying depends on the state. But one definition is an act of abuse is defined as an act resulting in physical injury emotional or psychological harm, and unreasonable and non-consensual, that's an important uh, aspect, non-consensual denial of financial, social or personal autonomy, damage to property in the ownership or possession of a person is, or used uh, or otherwise enjoyed by that person. So there's, there's a whole bunch of elements in, in, in all of that. But I think ultimately the, the abuse will be, a, there'll be a pattern behind it, a repeatability, and there'll be consequences so that that you can't overlook. Mm, okay. And now that we've got that term then, Steve, and that sort of that paragraph, if you like, to go, okay, this is what it looks like, 
give us then the the different types of abuse because I mean obviously we've talked about sexual abuse, uh, there's domestic abuse, but then tell us about the other types of abuse that can yeah. happen to us. Yep. So you've got obviously physical abuse when someone hurts you physically, um, you know, and you know beating up and that sort of thing. There's emotional abuse. Uh, the, and that, that can be kind of, you know, we talk about gaslighting. There's a bit of um, emotional abuse in gaslighting. There's verbal abuse, which is which is very, um, you know, it's it's you feel verbally abused, insulted, and that sort of thing, or uh, called names, belittled. Uh, social abuse, so you might not be allowed out. You know, you not, might not be able to have your social needs met, and that's an that's an abuse. Financial abuse is a big one these days. Uh, it's probably been, always been a big one, but holding the purse strings and co- controlling money and not allowing the, the, a partner perhaps not to have to have uh, access to the to the resources they need. Spiritual abuse, which can be very big in places like churches, uh, in Christian contexts and in other religious contexts. Neglect is a is a pat- is a pattern of abuse mm. in, its, in its own. Um, there's institutional abuse, so. And there are institutional responses to abuse that are abusive. So that's there was a whole Royal Commission on that uh, mm-hmm. five years ago. And then finally, and there's probably this is not exhaustive, but finally there's elder abuse as well. Elder abuse is a huge one these days. Yeah, you know, and it's so 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 sad to see uh, people who are vulnerable on the other side, other side of the spectrum, not children, but, but people who are, who are elderly and they're abused by younger people or. Yeah, in those situations. Well, there's a lot there, and to be honest, Steve, yeah. some of those I would not have even thought of. So I'm, mm. I'm glad that you've brought those to our attention. What we are going to do is take a short break here on Momentum and uh, come back and look at uh, some of the ways that then people can deal with that, and maybe that's you. Um, how do we then start to deal with that in a healthy way? And uh, we're just going to continue to shed some light on this incredibly sensitive topic. Steve, just want to say at the break, Thank you for the way that you're handling this. Um, This is really, really informative. And I think it is an important topic that we are raising this week on Momentum, albeit a little sensitive. We will come back and continue this. In the meantime, we'd love you to have a quick look around the website as we go to a quick break. MomentumAustralia.org. And we'll be back real soon. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Welcome back to part two of this week's show. And uh, again, just disclaimer before we launch into the second part, it is a really sensitive show uh, this week. And uh, our special guest is Steve Wickham. We're talking about abuse in its many forms. And there may be some triggers in the next 15 minutes or so. I just want to make you aware of that. But our, our heart here is to shed some positive light on this and to give you some positive keys to help you move forward from perhaps where you might find yourself or even if there's somebody in your world that you can recognize might have some struggles in this area that you we can give you some keys to help them move forward. You know, Steve, the the obvious things, and it seems to be that there's a, a, a fa- fairly few common uh, patterns as a result of abuse that can happen from childhood. Um, it's, you know, trauma, uh, addictions, you know, poor behaviors, mental health issues, split personality. I mean, these are fairly big things and responses that people can have. Let's just quickly run through 
some of those and, and how they may be present in people's lives so that we can actually recognize them or, of course, even recognize them in our own. Yep, 100%. Uh, we talked about the trauma responses, the fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Um, I think particularly the freeze response of when if people find themselves in a, you know, they, they freeze in certain certain situations, that can be a sign in, in, in yourself that there's, there's, there's that kind of trauma in you. What, looking for, for that, I guess, is, is the thing. Uh, I think it's a very healthy thing for all of us to be um, engaged in those four, uh, by the way, just to understand where fight, flight, freeze and fawn work. You know, obviously, you know, this, this dissociation, how do we dissociate? We get into addictive behaviours because the truth is too hard. The truth is too painful. So I'll go into addictive behaviours or get addicted to drugs, alcohol, and, uh, gambling, pornography or whatever it is um, that don't help the situation. But the fact is that's a symptom of what the underlying cause was not mm. your fault. Mm. So, you know, if, if you're able to, it, you know, wrestle with that addiction and, and deal with the core. That's the key. Like, I mean, I mean, you're talking like things like food, pornography, oh, yeah. um, you know, chilling cool. out on Netflix, like, you know, yeah. zoning out, you know, um, distracted by the phone. I mean, are these, are these destructive? I hadn't even thought of those, but they are hugely destructive because they block us from the goals that God's got for our, for our lives. How many hours can we waste binging on TV? It's fine to binge a little, you know, binge a little bit or watch a little bit of if you mm. need some rest and recovery. But the other thing is food. And I've, I know I've used food as therapy, but you know, I've come to the, the decision many years ago that food is not sport. You know, food has a function in our lives, you know, to, mm. to nourish our bodies. So it's about getting back to the balance of what, you know, God intended. Steve, let's just go back a track, and and this is to the the big responses that we may have to abuse. And one of the things I want to come back to is mental health issues, particularly because I mean, obviously, you know, we we hear about it all the time. We're in a mental health crisis, and you know, everybody to some degree has some degree of mental health issue and whatever. But but when we look at that realistically, if we are somebody who's um, had abuse in our past. What generally would that mental health tend to look like then moving forward as we grow into an adult? Well, it's probably a complete lack of, uh, I know, um, victims who have never had, never experienced joy. Uh, they've, they've, they've had continual anxiety. There, is a, there are themes of depression and panic attack. There is triggering those kinds of things. And the mental health journey is an ongoing battle. And that's probably... Uh, to, to answer it in that, in that way, but then there's a diagnosable uh, mental health battle where people who have suffered the worst abuse will have disorder upon disorder upon disorder, and those disorders are not on them. Those disorders have been perpetrated by that abuse that happened to them. So if you have got PT, post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, uh, DID, the dissociative identity disorder, you've got um, anxiety disorders, dis- depressive disorders, a lot there are there are people who have got a whole bunch of these and it's it's just so unfair and so so sad let's for example say you know somebody's a man listening and he has gone through that that whole experience of abuse uh, of whatever type how how does he start to deal with that since it was me and all of a sudden i i wanted to uh, identify it or bring it into the open or what, what would I have to do to overcome that? Um, that's a really, really hard question to answer. In, in many ways, you cannot do it without support and the support of uh, therapy, of, of good friends, 
and it's probably a multiplicity of support, uh, pastors uh, and, and, and others, people who are, are supportive, it's not your fault. It's not mm. our faults when, when we are as vulnerable children and abused in these situations. And that's such a key message, isn't it, that, 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 that men need to, un- need to understand that it, it's not their fault. You're not to blame. You know, what has happened to you is because of somebody else's weakness or whatever, and that you are a God-made person in your own right. Um, it seems to me that shame for men is a big yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not necessarily talking about abuse even, but just guys, generically, we feel shame around a lot of things. I think it's yeah. fair to say then that one of the key issues that we would need to address first and foremost is the shame that we feel around some of this stuff. Yes, yeah. I mean, even, you know, if you've never had any abuse in your in your backstory at all, shame is still an issue. Shame and guilt are always issues by for any human being. But you can imagine how how much how many levels below that, how many, how, or how big, how much, how big an issue shame is for those who have been abused, and particularly sexual abuse. Um, uh, you know, that's that erodes at, at, at a person at their, at their core before they've even had a chance to develop. If you know, mm-hmm. if you're a, you're, you're under ten or you're over to you're you're under fifteen or you your development is stunted, and um, and it's not your fault. And so, yeah. So it, shame is a massive, massive, massive one. Yeah, and I guess that leads to a, a conversation that says you've got to be easy on yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't beat yourself up. You've got to find a way of doing life. And the irony of that, Des, in, in many ways, is it's your people will find it impossible to be easy on themselves. There will be so much self-condemnation and self-judgment. That's why the Christian message is so important for these for people healing, because there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. We are loved, Steve. As we as we finish up, we obviously we've we've covered a lot of ground, and a lot of is given guys, particularly listening, things to think about. But let let's speak to the wives and the partners for a tick as well as we wrap up. And they might be in a relationship, and they can just sense that something's not quite right. Now he's maybe never come out and said something, yep. uh, but there are perhaps some things that we've mentioned in this. Uh, conversation or there's just some things that just don't seem quite right. Some of the dots aren't joining. Yep. Let's leave the show and go speak to those people for a moment. How do they even start mm-hmm. that conversation? How do they even broach the fact that there may be some suspicions that yep. something isn't quite right or something's happened in, in, in the youth of their partner? Um, before I answer that, just a shout out to Dave Pittman, who has helped in the preparation of, of this show and has informed us. And I'm, I'm thinking of Dave and his wife, what how, how they would have negotiated that uh, the years and years ago that, that, his, that he actually wrestled with his. I think the issue is um, be committed. If you're a partner, be committed to the long haul. It, it might be asking the, the question, and you might get an explosive response. Uh, it might be a denial response. But keep pressing into it if you feel that there could be something. You know, remember the are you okay? You know, if you are, you, when you ask the question, are you okay, if you're asking it for the real reason, you, 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 you be prepared to ask it again and, and again if you feel like it and try and create, a, create situations where um, a, a person can divulge, they can disclose. And if a husband were to disclose to a wife, now in those situations, it, just understand that it will take years. But, it, but it's, it's a necessary process. 
for him to become all of God, all that God wants him to become. You know, that's the journey to invest in. And I just thank the wives right now, just listening, just just thinking of those who have been through this journey, but those who are embarking on this journey with their husbands, who these 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 beautiful, beautiful men who were disrupted as boys. Exactly. That's a good word to use, actually. Steve, I'm going to get you to read. There was a, a final piece that David wrote, and we just want to honour David as we do this because David did contribute to some of the um, the, the prep to the show, and, and there was a piece that he wrote that I think would be really helpful to leave with yeah, um, you, you know, in this week's show. So, Steve, would you like to read that out for us? I'll, I'll just read it out. And this is from uh, David Pittman's article, to, to Suffer in Silence, and this is from uh, Grace, which is uh, Godly Responses to Abuse in the Christian Environment. That's an organisation on the web. Uh, so what can we do to help little boys and adult male survivors? On this, there isn't much variation between boys and girls who have been victimised, and this is the advice that he gives. Love them unconditionally, without judgement, and help them experience this love. Help them to know that their feelings, their confusion, anger, depression, fear, numbness, and their anxiety are normal. Help them understand that it was not their fault, that they are not to blame, that their physical reaction to whomever harmed them doesn't mean that they allowed the abuse or wanted it to happen. Invite and encourage healthy, open and shame-free conversations about sexuality, masculinity and gender. And beyond everything else, let them know that they are not alone. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's really solid advice. Thank you for reading that out, Steve. Thank you, Dave, for, for writing that for us. And um, as we bring this week's show to a close, just uh, acknowledge again that uh, it's been a it's been a topic that, to be honest, we felt a little out of our depth um, broaching, but we we wanted to do this some degree of justice and highlight this and say, hey, you know, this is another part of life. Sadly, um, how do we how do we honour this and how do we do this respectfully uh, and uh, and hopefully give you some keys and uh, some steps forward to be able to move forward well, which of course is our heart at Momentum. Steve, uh, on behalf of Des and I, thank you for speaking yeah. into this space. Uh, with respect, with sensitivity. And uh, again, guys, just want to encourage you to go back and have a listen to this once it's, once it's up on the website, MomentumAustralia.org. And go easy on yourself, I think is the key message from today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with Momentum again. In the meantime, love you to have a look around the website, MomentumAustralia.org. Until next week, you take care. God bless. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.